Good morning and welcome to this devotional for Friday, February 2nd. Our scripture reading this morning, it comes to us from the book of Genesis in its 24th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his house, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live, but will go to my country and to my kindred and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all kinds of choice gifts from his master. And he set out and went to Aram Naharam in the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water. It was toward evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. I am standing here by the spring of water and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. Let the girl to whom I shall say, please offer your jar that I may drink. And who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, there was Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milhah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, coming out with her water jar on her shoulder. The, the girl was very fair to look upon, a virgin whom no man had known. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, let me sip a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she'd finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw for your camels, camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and then again ran again to the well to draw. And she drew from all his camels. She drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold nose ring weighing half shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milha, whom she bore to Nahor. 
She added, we have plenty of straw and fodder and a place to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord and said, blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the way to the house of my master's kin. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father, may the word just read point to the word to come and may it all work together to point to the word made flesh, your son, our Lord Jesus. Amen. Isn't it wonderful the way God can place people in our lives at just the right time? A new friend, the counsel we need, and sometimes it would seem a spouse. Other than our faith, our personal relationship with Christ, there are few other decisions as important as if we will marry and to whom. When I think about my kids, of all the things I hope for them, one of my most fervent prayers is that they would choose a good partner, someone who brings out the best in them, someone who challenges them, someone who sees the magic in them. Above all, someone who will help them to center their lives around loving God, loving each other, and loving others well. It's a big hope for my children. I'm often left to wonder what to do with such big hopes, especially hopes for things that are beyond my control. Our scripture reading today reminds us that when we are faced with a difficult task, when we have a a big hope, the answer is always to seek the will of God, to turn to God in prayer and to ask for what we need. In our scripture reading, Abraham is grieving the loss of Sarah, the family's matriarch, and is tasked with the difficult task of searching for a wife for Isaac. The reading introduces us to several customs that were governing marriage in traditional societies like biblical Israel. Scholars believe that the narrative serves to honor Rebecca's character and her great beauty, but it also seeks to show how in Rebecca's union with Isaac, God's promises to Abraham are continuing to unfold. In this unlikely realization of such a big hope, the finding of a suitable wife in a distant land, we are reminded that God's word is true. God's promises are true. So Abraham sends his servant, the oldest of his house, to travel to Nahor to find a bride from Abraham's homeland for Isaac to wed. Now, I don't know much about setting out to find a bride for someone, but I can only imagine how overwhelming this task must have seemed to travel alone to a foreign city and hope not only that a suitable woman appeared, but that that said woman would leave her home to journey back to Canaan. This was a journey of hundreds of miles in unfamiliar territory without any real direction of what to do once the servant arrives at his destination. So when he gets there, he prays. He prays, and I'm paraphrasing, Oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, give me success today. Show that your love for Abraham is true and that it can be trusted. He prays, he says, I'm standing here by the water, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to get water. Let the girl to whom I say, please give me a drink, and who says to me, drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have chosen for your servant Isaac. When this happens, I will know that you have shown your love to my master. And what happens next? But exactly that. 
lovely, honorable Rebecca, kin of Abraham and Isaac, arrives even before the servant is done praying. It makes me wonder if God still directs us to the people that can help us, partner with us, give us water when we are thirsty. One of our mission partners, Dimitri, tells a wonderful story about his praying for, for God to direct him to a woman with whom he could share a life dedicated to God's glory. He prayed and prayed, and while it didn't happen as quickly as it did in our scripture reading, in, the t- in time he met his wife Maria, and he had no doubt then and now that she was the partner intended for him. She was the answer to his prayer. Personally, I didn't know enough about my own faith to pray for my husband, Steve, before I met him. But I do believe that it is by God's grace that I found him. And it's definitely by God's grace that I had the good sense to hold on to him and to eventually marry him. He's been the best partner to me in our almost 26 years together. I know, of course, lots and lots of people don't experience marriage that way, or they do for a while and then things change. Many people, like Abraham, bury their partner. But in spite of these realities, these missteps and betrayals, death and loss, despite these realities, I still believe that God is in the business of introducing love into our lives. In what ways have you seen this power at work in your life? The ways God can introduce just the right person into your life at just the right time. When I was nine or 10, my parents separated and just as that was happening, my best friend Jessica moved a block away from me and she kept me laughing and roller skating and gave me a safe place to be sad. I suppose you could say that timing was just good luck, but I don't think so. It's just happened too often in my life. Just the person I needed at just the right time. I've come to believe that God introduces lots of people into our lives in this way. Children, friends, neighbors, colleagues, extended family, a rich tapestry that demonstrates that God's promise made manifest in Jesus is still unfolding. And a big part of that promise is the promise of love in its many forms. The prophet Jeremiah wrote, God knows the plans God has for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and hope and a future. God loves the world. God loves you and God loves me and God wants love for each of us. I know that so many of us are lonely. Some would say we're facing a loneliness epidemic. My prayer for you, for each of us, is that when we are lonely that we might Pray to be given new eyes to see people who cross our paths and the potential for love and companionship they hold. And that we would have brave hearts to go to church, to join a club, to talk to our neighbors, to see who God might be bringing into our lives to love and to be loved by. Let us pray. Loving God, we are so grateful for your love and we know you want love for our lives. Help us to be wise and to like Abraham's servant, to pray that we might see the people you have put before us to love. Encourage us to prioritize people and relationships. Aid us in our efforts to be vulnerable and authentic. May we be people who offer love freely, trusting that in one way or another that love will come back to us. Above all, we give you thanks for the love of your son, Jesus. May we rest in that love and grace on days when we are lonely. It's in his sweet name we pray. 
Amen.